Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. All right, let's let's bow our head. Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. We started talking about this whole concept of advancing in destiny. And we did mention that advancing in life is not advancing in destiny. That's what we clarified. That a man can advance in life, right? But he is not advancing in destiny. And we talked about our destination, what God had ordained for us to be before the foundation of the world. Are we all good on that? All right. How many of you were not here on Wednesday? Let me see your hands. You were not here in the part one. Okay, so make sure you get the message and listen to it again. All right. Now, I'm going to the second concept, which is, remember, we start in, uh, with the life of Paul. Galatians chapter 1 verse 14. Can we turn there quickly? Galatians chapter 1 and verse 14. Galatians 1 14. It says, uh, let's look at verse 11, please. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former manner of life. Observe that word. Please pay attention to that. He says, you have heard of my former manner of life. That means he was talking about a particular kind of life he was living before he started preaching the gospel. Okay? He says... In Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure and try to destroy it, right? And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen, being more extremely zealous for my ancestral traditions. Now, pay attention to this. Paul was not in the real sense doing something wrong. Did you follow that? You didn't. Did you follow it? When he said, I was advancing and persecuting the church of God. Understand something. What Paul was advancing was the religion he was taught. You know, Christianity came out of Judaism. So we, we had the, the Old Testament, the covenant, the laws and all of those things. That's what made up Judaism. So when he says, I was advancing the ancestral traditions of my fathers, he was talking about worshipping idols. He was talking about going to the synagogue. Now, to the Jew, it's like Jesus came to disrupt what God had instituted. I want you to follow that. So, when Paul said, my manner of life, it wasn't like he was sinning, drinking, fornicating. No, 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 no. Those are not what he, he was actually religious. So, he said, in that, in that uh, Judaism, I advanced more than more people, more than my contemporaries, more than my countrymen. But that was just in his life. It was not in the purpose of God for his life. 
Now, this is why, why I made that statement. You can advance in things that are good, but they are not God's will. Did you hear that? You can have, listen, you can go far above your countrymen, above your contemporaries, not in bad things, in very good things, but they are not the will of God for you. They are not your destiny. Now look at this. Look at what he now says. He says, But when God, who had set me apart even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me, so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So, now, the revelation of the Son of God in Paul, to the intent that he preached him among the Gentiles, was his destiny. So, when we talk about advancing in destiny, the key thing is you have to find out why did God bring you here? What's your purpose? What's your assignment? And in advancing in that thing, that is when you actually live a life that pleases God. And, and it's unfortunate today that even in Christianity, we actually measure people just by the things of life. We really don't measure people by the purpose of God. For instance, if you sit in my office today and you say, Oh, Pastor, I want to go to Portacot. Right? I want to go to Portacot. And I said, Have you prayed about it? It will look very awkward. Right? Yeah. Pray about what? It's Portacot. Can't you see that Portacot is better than Bonnie? Hmm? How many of you think what I'm saying is true? Because some of you are thinking of going to Portacot now. And you haven't prayed. Because what your concern is not about the destiny. It's about what? Advancing in life. So it's important. It's important. You are not a mistake. You're not here by accident. You're here based on a purpose. And that purpose, there is an assignment tied to your life. It might not be a preaching assignment. But something that the Lord has ordained for you to be and to do. And you must always be conscious of that. If not, life has a way of dragging you or pulling you away from that purpose. And what God is going to measure you with is your purpose. is the assignment. Nothing else. You know, don't think when you stand before the Lord, you will be so thrilled by how many shoes you wore. Hmm? Or you will be so thrilled... By how many houses you built. If your purpose is to build houses, then you will be true. Let's go on. Go to Acts 13.36. This is one verse of scripture you must always remember. I think I read it a lot. Acts 13.36. About David. Acts 13.36. We're going to continue this on Wednesday. So make sure you're in church. We'll finish it. If we don't finish it, we'll continue another Wednesday. But we'll finish it this year. 
Acts 13.36. I believe it's a message you need to hear as you go into next year. For David, pay attention, pay very close attention to the words. If you have a Bible, you can mark. You can mark some words, I'll tell you. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation. That's the line I want you to mark. Served the purpose of God in his own generation. Don't use a Bible on your phone. If you have the Holy Bible, you can mark it. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his own fathers and underwent decay. Look at that phrase. He served the purpose of God in his own generation. Three things you can find out from this. Number one, David served the purpose of God. He did it in his own generation. What does that tell us? That purpose is within a time frame. Purpose is within a time frame. Now understand something. The plans of God are time bound. That's something you must understand. You know, many times, people live as if... You know, have you heard people... Or you, maybe you talk to your, some of your friends like that. They talk like... When I'm ready to serve God, then I will start serving God. Have you, have you heard people talk? It's, it's almost like, I'm not ready now. When I'm ready for God, even God will run. Do, do, do you feel that? Like, you know, I'm not ready. When I'm ready, when I'm ready. And it's almost like they are the ones that would set the time with which they will be committed to God. Let me tell you something. The Lord does not change the callings of men. The Bible says the callings and the, the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. Whatever God is giving to you, God is giving it to you. Uh, let me use music as an example because it's the easiest we can relate to it. If God has given you the ability to sing, He will not take it from you. If you sing to His glory, it will be with you. If you sing to His dishonor, it will be with you. God doesn't take gifts from you. If the Lord has called you into the ministry, He will not take it from you. If I, if I decide not to be in full-time ministry, I will still have the call of God on my life, but I'm not fulfilling it. That's why Paul said in Acts chapter, Colossians chapter 4, say to Archippus, take it that you fulfill the ministry which is given to you. So you can choose, actually, to not to fulfill the plan of God. But understand something, that the call of David, pay attention to this, the call of David... Now, God does not take the gift and the callings in your life from you, but God replaces people. God replaces people. Are you, are you following this now? Let's say God has called a brother to do something with his life regarding the purpose of God for his life, and he doesn't do it. God will call someone else to do that thing. This is it. Now, pay attention to this. The purpose of God will not be stopped. The people God used might be different. So let's say Apostle Paul refuses to preach the gospel. Do you think if Apostle Paul refuses to preach the gospel, we will still not have the gospel preached? What's going to happen? Who will preach it? Maybe your grandmother. God might have called your grandmother. God might have called your grandfather. What that means is that the purposes of God will continue, but the man he used will be different. If people understood this, they would be afraid of being replaced. People don't understand this. We say it, but we don't understand it. Do you realize, do you realize that David's purpose came because Saul disobeyed God? 
The man we are using as an example today was actually because the man God chose in that sense disobeyed him. And when Samuel was crying, you know what God told Samuel? He says, don't cry. He says, I've rejected him and I've chosen for myself from the house of Dave, of Jesse, David, go and anoint him. So, sometimes you are standing as a replacement for someone else and you are still feeling like a big boy. I might be standing as a replacement for someone else. I might not be God's original pastor. Maybe your pastor is somewhere now. Importing and exporting tires from China. <laughs> and the Lord just like, let's look for one village boy. And, and that's why I'm careful. Because you can't tell if in the agenda of God, you were not the main man. And that's why, if I even choose that, I get angry, I get angry, I'm not pastoring again. I go away. The church might even grow faster. I'm not, I'm not the ultimate to the plans of God. You are not the ultimate to the plans of God. We are all privileged pieces in God's work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I say that whatever God wants to do is not stopped. No man on earth, not me, not you, can stop the plan of God. Not the government, not the Antichrist, not 5G. The plan of God is on course. Are you following this? It should bring a sense of, I don't want to use the word fear, but maybe awe. It should bring a sense of standing on holy ground. Whatever the Lord has called you to do. That's why you realize that there is nothing new. Whatever is in your heart, if you speak to a lot of people, you will discover that somebody is doing it. That's why you realize that even something you want to do, I don't know, maybe I do, I'm thinking of an example to use, but maybe you wanted to do something or you feel, uh, or maybe you feel something should be done or something, and you like, ah, I don't want to say, I don't want to say. You realize at the end of the day, the thing gets done. Somebody else says it, because you're not the only one whose brain is working. You're not the only one who God is speaking to. You're not the only one who is seeing things the way you're seeing things. And this should humble us. You know, it's like when people prophesy and they're like, wow, you know, and it's so big and, you know, <laughs> prophesy. <laughs> and I tell people that all you need to know was that a donkey in the Bible gave accurate prophecy. How many of you think riding a donkey, you're just riding a donkey, and then your donkey stops, and your donkey says, hurry, hurry, and gives you a word of knowledge that's accurate. He will jump from that donkey. I mean, the guy even had the courage to talk back to the donkey. Hmm? But let me tell you, let me tell you something, and this is something you should be scared in this life, that you can willfully disobey God, and God will not stop you from disobeying Him. You know, the Bible referred to Balaam. It, it talked about Balaam and it referred to him as the madness of the prophet. The Lord, the Lord gave him an open vision and says, don't go and curse the children of Israel. Whom the Lord has cursed, whom the Lord has blessed, you cannot curse. The man pestered God and pestered God because they promised him money until he went and disobeyed God and carved out a way in which the children of Israel can be under a curse. 
most of the things that drive people away from their destiny is money. The pursuit of money. Either it takes their time, it takes their energy, it takes everything. It begins to even give them a sense of direction. You know, a young pastor called me the other day and I was talking to him and I was giving him counsel. And I said, the greatest place you must learn to start hearing the voice of God is as the Lord begins to prosper you. Because when you don't have money, you use faith for a lot of things and you rely on God. But like Jonah, I've always told you in this church, if he didn't have his transport fare, he might not have been able to pay his way to Tarshish. So he used his prosperity to pay his way into God's disobedience. You know there are things you can do now that you can afford that is not God's will for your life. You know that? You know that you can become prosperous and very disobedient. You don't even pray anymore. So how much is that? Say 100,000. So okay, so okay. We'll sort it. We'll sort it. Because I didn't ask you to sort it. Say, don't worry, I'm talking. We'll sort it. <laughs> and then you just sort it. Says, ah, we'll sort it. I was like, you become a Shaddai. Hmm? Or someone wants to give to you, like the prophet Elijah. Someone wants to give to you, and the Lord says, don't receive the offering. Do you know that it takes faith for you to hear God, not to take something? After you have spent 10 hours praying destiny, Epa's prayer, Naaman comes with all of these things to your ministry. Huh? And the Lord says, don't receive. Gehazi, you know, sometimes you can walk with a man of God and you think that the man of God is foolish. Because you want everything explained. And that's why sometimes when people walk around me, I tell them, sometimes just respect the decisions we make. Because we don't have to explain everything. Gehazi didn't get that explanation. He ran quickly. You think it's today people started lying to pastors? Gehazi lied to Elijah. Lied to Naaman. Says, hey. Hmm? My master just have visitors now. He just said, ah, just two change of cloth, nothing much. <laughs> the man gave him. <laughs> His destiny was to take, you know, Elisha had the double portion. Imagine what Gehazi would have had. You know, Elisha, when he died, oh God, God had worked with men. See, sometimes I look at our lives today and I'm like, God, how, how will God help us? Elijah worked with men, with God, to the point where soldiers that were dead were thrown into his grave. He was not conducting a miracle service. They touched his bones. There was so much residue of power that those soldiers came back to life. No worship leader, no healing meeting. Dami was not on keyboard. But that's, that's how much power was left on the bones of a man. Those, that power would have been transferred to Gehazi. He exchanged it for cloth and collected offering and collected leprosy. So, you know, it takes faith for God to say, don't receive an offering. What am I saying? Let's be more conscious of destiny in our decisions. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Let's not just look at the natural plane. Let's not just look at what's going on. Let's be more conscious. Is this part of God's plan for my life? You want to get married? Think of that first. Before you think of the shape, think of God's purpose. Before you think of whatever, think of God's purpose. You're having children, think of the purpose of God. You're going, you're make, don't just make decisions that will make you not to advance in destiny. 
you know, sometimes your desire huh, might not even be God's will. When we started church, when we started this church, I, I, I usually like planting churches. I like planting churches. I, and I just told myself, maybe when this church is four or five years, I'll go to East Africa, we'll plant another work in Kenya. I was excited about that. In fact, I've taken our family, we've gone on holidays to Kenya. I mean, for them it was holidays, but for, for, for us it was a spiritual spy mission. Right? So we took the kids there, they loved the place. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, one of the ladies, you remember the lady, came to us, and I don't know which of our kids they were talking to, but was saying if they wanted to go to school, they would, they would support them. I mean, is that not... Um, what do you think? Eh? Nobody has told me here that they want to support my children. It's okay, <laughs> they are fine. But do you get my point? The guy just said, oh, is there? And we were so welcome. We, it was nice. The kids loved the place. It was okay. And one of the trips I was traveling, I went to Rwanda. I spent two, two I went to Rwanda. I spent one, four days in Rwanda. Just rented a Catholic facility. Spent there praying. In fact, I started registering a ministry in Rwanda. So I was either going to be based in Rwanda or Kenya. In either of those two countries. They were not registering ministries in Kenya. So I started registering in Rwanda. Converted all our materials. Everything was about $1,000. We paid like $600. I was there in that Catholic facility praying. And the Lord says, you've got to work in this region. But I'm not calling you to stay here. You like this place. That's why you are here. I'm not the one calling you. I had to come back. I stopped the ministry registration. That's why I'm preaching to you here now. If not by now, I'll not be here. But you know, I could, if I didn't listen to that, I can pursue that. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So, you see, this thing, you've got to be sensitive because your desire can block your ears from what God wants to do. So, all the time you have to pray. But let's look at this very quickly. God's purpose has a time frame. Your destiny is simply to serve God's purpose for your generation. So you are here because of an assignment. If you understand this at an early age, it will guide you. It will guide your choices. It will guide what you read. It will guide what you expose yourself to. Praise the name of the Lord. There is an assignment and there is a time frame. I want you to follow that. There is an assignment and there is a time frame. Let's go to John chapter 18. John chapter 18. One of the things we need to teach a lot and as we teach believers by God's grace is divine direction. Being led by the Spirit of God. And, and the reason most people uh, kind of struggle with being led by the Spirit of God is we've got... Sometimes a lot of people depended on prophets telling them what to do. And secondly, we live in a very competitive world. So we are almost copying each other. You know, for you to be different in this world, you would almost be blacklisted. You can't be different. Huh? Everybody's going like this. You say you want to go like this. I mean, there's so much pressure to just copy each other. Pro, um, John chapter 18, and I said you should read verse what? 17. Am I right? No. That's not what I'm looking for. This was when... Uh, 
Okay, just give me a moment. I'm looking at where Jesus... Okay, go to verse 33. 33. Go to verse 33, please. John 18, 33. It says, Therefore Pilate entered into the praetorium, and someone Jesus said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. So when Jesus said his kingdom is not of the world, he's not saying that his kingdom is not in the world. He was just saying that his kingdom is not worldly. It's not in that realm. In that worldly sense of Roman Empire and Roman Kingdoms. Let's go on quickly. Then verse what now? Verse 37. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. Look at this. For this I have been born. And for this I have come into the world. To testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Some translation says, For this purpose I have been born, and for this I have come into the world. So Jesus knew why he came into the world. And this purpose was to run for three and a half years only. That was the plan. Jesus was to be on be to do ministry for that three and a half years to be in the grave for, for three days. That was the plan. There was a time frame to it. He couldn't say, well, I'm not ready to die now. No, the plan is you will die. That's the plan. That's the the time frame. I want you to be conscious of that. There is a time frame to your assignment. There is a time frame to your purpose. Look at something. Go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 43. Look at what Jesus told his disciples at the early stage of his ministry. Luke 4.43 You know, I was, I was thinking about this And it just came up in my spirit You know, some people say Well, Abraham at 75 uh, He obeyed God Then the question is At what time did God call him? What time did God call Abraham? Called him at that age It wasn't like God called Abraham at 30 And he disobeyed God till 75 And then he started obeying God at 75 Am I right? Come on, are you here? Are you here? Yeah, it was when he called him that he took that step. So God can call you for an assignment. But you remember, if you read that story carefully, it was actually his father that God called and they were on the way to the promised land. And then his father settled and died. And Abraham picked up. Hmm? And I'll talk about that. Understanding destiny associations. Lot was supposed to, God didn't call Abraham. God didn't call Lot. Lot joined with Abraham. Abraham uh, Lot started getting blessed from that divine relationship. When he started increasing, his headsmen started fighting with the headsmen of Abraham. Then Abraham said, Choose. He lifted up his eyes and saw Sodom before God destroyed Sodom. He chose Sodom. Hmm? Again. And then. Man, his righteous soul was tormented in Sodom, the scripture says. He says his righteous soul was tormented. 
people are where they won't have peace. Hmm? You are in a place, you can't stand for righteousness, you can't stand for what is good, you are still there. A believer, a single girl. Say there is no work. There is no work. The only place you found job is a club to be mixing hot. Say what will somebody do? Will human be not survive? Survive. Survive. Because to you, survivor is that you pay your rent. The iniquity you behold daily is nothing until until your righteous soul. Hmm? Then before you know. And I say righteousness is not what I do. So it's who God, what God has given to me. Keep doing until you say, Am I not eternally saved? You are. Continue. You just look for how close, how close. Can, and then and you don't you forget that there is an assignment for your life. You know, there are some things in your life you just say, This is no good area. This one I don't do it. This no, this no. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm a child of God. I don't do this. This is the only option you have. Forget it. It can't be the only option. I have an option to walk away. I have an option to quit. If, if you are not in a place in your life where you're making such tough decisions, you've got to check your work with God. We can't keep living in compromise and expect to walk in the power of God, the glory of God, the mercy of God, and the goodness of God. Praise God. Come on, are you still here? Which verse are we now? Okay, I said you should turn to what? Luke 4, 43. Uh, let's look at verse 42. When, when they came, Jesus left and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him, and came to him and tried to keep him from going away from them. What do you need in ministry? Crowds. More people wanting to hear your message. Right? Go to verse 43. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Can you see what, what influenced the decision of Jesus? They say, hey, hey, please come. Come and preach to us here. Come and preach to us here. And Jesus says, no. There are other cities in this plan. I have to go there. Did you follow that? He walked away from that crowd. And followed, and then he went preaching because he needed to cover those cities. They need to hear the message. When he called the disciples, he says, "Go to the lost house of Israel. Don't go everywhere. Go to the lost house of Israel." There was a plan. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, he said, "The Holy Ghost will come upon you. You'll be my witnesses first in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth." There is a plan. Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost part of the earth. There's a plan. When he called Paul, he says, "Go preach to the Gentiles." I use it to turn their eyes from darkness to light. There was a plan. The Gentiles. There is a plan for your life. Brother Hagen said, in the days of the Voice of Healing Revival, successful ministries had tents, large tents. And, you know, people came, prophesied to him, you should have a tent, you should have a tent. But the Lord didn't call him that way. The Lord called him to, to preach, to pastor churches, and then to go into itinerant ministry. There is a plan. There is a destiny for you. As you are seated here now, God's got a plan for your life. You need to be bold to embrace it. You need to be bold to walk in it. If you call into business, if you call into academics, if you call into music, if you call to preach, stay with the plan, stick with the plan. 
Some of the plan might not be bogus, might not be popular, but that's the plan. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. You know, the Lord took, took time to, to teach me this also. And the Lord has helped me with it. Following the plan. Hebrews 10, 7. Look at this. Then, then, I, then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. In the volume of the book, there is something written about you. Hmm? There is something written about you. Sometimes embracing the plan of God will be sacrifice. <laughs> I remember early days when we got married. And that's why it's good when you're getting married, get married to people who can hear the voice of the Lord. You know, then we were running with the message of purpose, potentials, you know, in that sense. Not so much in this mature sense. I mean, I would ask my wife, what's your purpose? What's your plan? What is your stuff? She would just say, my purpose is to take care of you and the children. No, something more, something higher. <laughs> it looked plain, it looked... But you know what? Looking back today and after 13 years in ministry, it was good. Because that's why I'm able to do all the things I'm doing. But, you see, she knew her place. She knew her assignment. She knows her role. And it's possible for her to, I mean, get in the midst of career people and they look like, ah, you are wasting your life. What is it? If you cannot live for a man, what are we talking in this world? You contribute more, your husband contributes more, the hand will be balanced, and you know all of the stuff. But you've got to understand, this is what the Lord has asked me to do. This is my, you take your fulfillment from God's plan for your life. Nothing is wrong with that, but that's not you. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Nothing is wrong with how this person is living their life. That's their life. But what's the plan? What's the destiny? Are you progressing in what God has asked you to do? We're entering another year. Are you progressing in the purposes of God for your life? Or is God just an extra, you know, it's like you finished planning your life. Say, so, okay, I'll give God this extra time. You know, I used to laugh when we were in school. People say, hey, forget it. <laughs> we had some boys who preached today. Ah, this is our young life. When we have enjoyed our life, we will not serve God. We cannot serve God with this strength. Hmm? And you, that, that boy is talking to you, think that the boy loves you. Don't know that the boy is using you as uh, uh, where to expend his energy. Hmm? And then you know most of them, by the time they now decided to serve God, some of them had passed on. Some of them did not even have the courage anymore to come to Christ. When God is putting assignments in your life, why don't you respond? Don't shut the voice of God down. You're going into next year. What are your plans? I will do this. I will do this. Not to not do two plus two, four plus four. You have calculated mass <laughs> that you didn't study in school. Your own is let them just release the year. I have planned it. Hmm? Did you pray? God, what do you want us to do next year? Where is your heart for me? 
you have, you have listed plans you want God to bless. You know, that's what we do. You know, we use God nowadays. Just collect. Marriage. She says, children. I say, God, do you see the list? Say, yes, I'm sure I've seen it. Yes, okay. Marriage, I'm looking latest me. Latest me. <laughs> latest me. <laughs> Car, latest June. <laughs> and God says, but there's an agenda I'm working on. I say, focus on what I'm showing you now. <laughs> focus here. If you are God. And then you start harassing God with all kind of prayer. If you are God. If you are God. And then, and then you, you just, you just. And then, you know, all that needs to happen for us to be angry at God is for just wanting not to happen. Maybe you say, latest January, they'll promote you. Then they just say, there's no promotion for two years. You know, the year has scattered. So they'll say, faith, faith, faith. Confess, confess, confess. Did I not confess? Did I not have faith? You know, and that's it. But if you are walking in line with God, you will know that all things will work together for your good. Like Joseph, you will stay the, the, the you will stay the fourth. You will you I mean there is something about knowing that you're in the will of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I tell you something, all these other things we're looking after. You know what the Bible says? Matthew six thirty three, he will give it to us. He will give it to us. Praise God. Come on, are you still here? All right. Let's, let's look at uh, two scriptures. Let's look at two scriptures. And then we pray. Psalm 139. Maybe this one, because this one is a long reading. Psalm 139 and verse 13. But I hope you understand me. I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals, right? But I'm saying walk in stead with God. Ask Him. Pray. Pray in the Spirit. Be more confident. Of the things that God is speaking to you about. Psalm 139 and verse 13. Look at what David says. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I'll give thanks to you. For I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Look at verse 16. Look at verse 16. Praise God. This is good. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book. Look at this. In your book were all written what? I didn't hear you church. Come on. Let's read that again. In your book were all written what? The days that were ordained for what? Did you see that? That there are days ordained for you. Some translation says, for the days appointed. All the days appointed for you. What to do in those days. What to accomplish in those days. Bible says it's written in his book. When as yet there was none of them. That means when you were not even here, God wrote a plan for your life. You know, I always tell you this. Your life is too small for God to mismanage it if you commit it to His hands. Hallelujah. Now let's look at this. Next verse. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Look at verse 18. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. 
when I'm awake and still with you. Can you see? He says, how vast are your thoughts? Vast thoughts. He says, I can't count your thoughts towards me. You know, when we talk about advancing in destiny, what we're saying essentially is that get these thoughts that God has concerning you from you. From God, sorry. Okay? Hmm? Get it. And I want to say something here and then we'll close. Alright? I know this might rub some of us the wrong way, but it's the truth. You know this social media thing? Hmm? It's high time as believers we need to be careful of this stuff. Alright? I wanted to post something today and I'll post it later. TikTok is not the word of God. What did I say? TikTok is not the word of God. See, all those one minute videos that they are advising you. If people don't like you the way you are, stay the way you are, somebody likes you. And you are sharing so that we we'll know. See, you are listening to the wrong source. And this is serious. Get into the Word of God. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Because we, we've come to a place where we don't even know the lifestyle of people and they're pouring all forms of advice on social media and people, including believers, are taking that in and living their life by that. that that's not the Word of God. That's not the word of God. Are you following this? If you keep listening to those things, you will not end well. It's not God's word. Listen, it doesn't matter the habit you have, it doesn't matter the addiction you have, it doesn't matter the problem you have right now, you can change. It's not people accepting you the way you are, it's you changing to becoming the image of Christ. That's why Jesus came. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? And we need to watch this. Because the word of God is not subject, listen very carefully to this, is not subject to your feelings. It's not subject to what you think. It's not subject to modernization. God's word is eternal. What was seen 3,000 years ago is still seen to today. It's not been changed. And I'll say this, and then I'll close. That's how the developed nations accepted all of these thoughts. And today, we've got them accepting all kinds of marriages, even in the church. And all kinds of stuff in the church. We want to mention here because we have kids here, but you understand what I'm saying? It's gradual. The scripture says, gracious words should flow out of your lips. Your own lips carries the double-edged sword. That's not the word of God. And you say, we should accept you like that. We won't. You go into the word. You feed your spirit the word. And what happened? Those gracious words flow out of your mouth. None of us was born perfect. We got into the word. And the word worked on us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you have a challenge, get into the word. Don't just start following people on social media. And the reason is this. That's why most of us do not work in destinies. Because there are people out there that we are using to mirror our life. 
So they are almost like, yeah, I want to be this. Oh, I want to be that. Oh, I want to be this. Even as a preacher, if you are not careful, you would think that the work you are doing is not successful. So you need to stay with the word. Come on, somebody say, I'll stay with the word. Say it one more time. Say, I'll stay with the word. Feed your spirit, the word of God. It will change you. It will transform your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you. We ask that you would cause your word to be engraved in our hearts and it will produce results. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, we would take our offerings now. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.